We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Now we come here not as conquerors, but as liberators to return control of this city to the people. And at the first sign of interference from the outside world, or from those people attempting to flee, this anonymous Gothamite, this unsung hero, will trigger the bomb. Welcome and or welcome back. Have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're you're listening to Pop Poor Review with Jimmy Chico. Hi. Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We are the movie podcast where we journey through the IMDb Top 250 list. If you don't have a drink yet, you can try today's drink inspired by number 69, Dark Knight Rises. It is the the backbreaker. It is tequila, lime juice, coin trow, simple syrup, and red wine poured over the top. Would you drink it? The red wine sounds weird. I saw it online, so I was like, oh, I'll try that. I missed that whole thing, but yes, wow. I will drink anything that you made, but whether I like it, don't know. Kelly, fill everyone in where you were just b- before the podcast. To be clear, I was at a brunch, and I am s- drunk. I was going to say, let's let's just not beat around <laughs> the bush. She's drunk. She had bottomless mimosas, so let's see if this is comical. Um... Like I said before, number 69, Dark Knight Rises, uh, 2012. 69. Uh, <laughs> director, Christopher Nolan, writer, Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan, and David S. Goyer, starring Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, Gary Oldman, Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anne Hathaway, Morgan Freeman, Marion Cotillard, and Michael Caine. Uh, the IMDb rating is 8.4, comparing it to Rotten Tomatoes. Critics is 87%. Audiences is 90%. Uh, the box office, domestic Almost 500 million worldwide, over a billion Oscars. Goose egg. I was actually kind of surprised when I saw that. No sound, no nothing. Wasn't this the year that Hugh Jackman uh, hosted the Oscars with uh, Hugh Jackman? Because he did that. Um, he hosted it with Hugh Jackman? No, he, <laughs> I, I got confused with Anne Hathaway because she was in the opening number. But when he did that musical number. Uh, wasn't that Slumdog Millionaire year? Wasn't that like 2008? That would be Dark Knight. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I was going to be like, I don't think so. Because there's the part where he's like, I didn't know once he, the dark night rises. Or the dark night. <laughs> <laughs> we just answered our own question. Like what we always do, Do you, number 69. Do you think it deserves to be on the IMDb Top 250 list? Do you think it deserves to be at number 69? What do we think about it, Kelly? Definitely think it deserves to be on the list, but way too high. Should definitely be maybe in 200s. Jimmy? Yeah, I was surprised at how high it was on this list. I would say like I I think it should be on. Uh, do I think it should be on the list? Eh? I was like I if anything low, but like I saw some. I think it's a cinematic masterpiece. To be quite honest. <laughs> Wait, you're being serious? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, because we're talking about a movie that used a good majority of practical effects. This is not drunk me talking, but the the amount of practical effects that I saw from it, as in comparison to MCU movies now in present day, or just superhero movies in general. It's insane that most of it is practical, give or take, like, 
a couple things here and there, but it's like that's why I said it's a cinematic masterpiece because no one would, no one but Christopher Nolan or James Cameron right now will put as much care and love into their movies to make it look as realistic as it is without cutting corners. Very true. So I'll I'll say this technically. It should be on the top 250 list. Is that a good answer? I think it was a great answer. Excellent. Um, tech, she's like taking a sip. She's like, oh, God, did I did I pass? <laughs> um, technically, yes. should be on top 250 list. Overall, I'm not sure. But someone, I was reading the reviews, and they're like, what the hell is wrong with people these days? Why does everyone, why does every impersonal, cliche, unremarkable movie instantly get on the top 250? This review is from 2012, let alone the top 10. So this movie was in the top 10 for a while. And I was like... That's well, I'm not shocked about that, considering how well the Dark Knight did and in terms of how much hype Dark Knight Rises got. It's not that shocking that it reached the top 10 during the period that it came out because it came out in 2012, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So it makes sense, right? But uh, Yes, I'm surprised, but I'm surprised it started out so strong. I, 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 I can see coming out that year. They always like start it. out strong and then it, it just the more people see it. All the fans go and see it. So it's going to start out with good reviews and then it just goes trickles away. I mean, give or take for the fact that it is a Christopher Nolan Batman movie and how well they did, especially with the amazingness that The Dark Knight itself was. I'm not shocked that The Dark Knight Rises rose so significantly in a short amount of time. I doubt it was in there for a very long time. Yeah, I'm not sure how long it was in there for. But, Jimmy, tell us a little bit about Dark Knight Rises. Eight years after the events of The Dark Knight, we find Gotham at a time of peace. This is due to Batman taking the fall for Harvey Dent's murder. However, a new evil force named Bane has arrived in Gotham and aims to take over the city and expose the truth behind who Harvey Dent really was. Now that Wayne Manor has been completely rebuilt, Bruce Wayne has become almost reclusive, rarely leaving the estate. And with Bane taking over the city by force, it forces Batman to come out of retirement. But his allies are few and far between. The elusive jewel thief by the name of Selina Kyle could be the key to stopping Bane, but whose side is she on? That is the best bio you have read this entire I was gonna say, run that it that you read that with i know with, and it was it was a little engagement. hard when i see kelly covering her mouth like about to laugh <laughs> no she was in shock and i was in shock oh, I, I, I wasn't i wasn't looking. I, was I had in, blinders on. i was in absolute shock at how good that summary you were in the zone. was i was like that summary was amazing for and a sec- i felt it for a second i just thought kelly was feeling her face just to make sure it was there but <laughs> it, she was in shock and awe uh also this this episode jimmy has Taking over some of the hosting duties. Yes. Do you remember that? I was yes. going to say your eyes open there. Kind of why? I wide. got everything. I had this ready for a long so, time. So let's start with Shotgun Facts. Jimmy, the floor is yours. Okay. So Anne Hathaway has said that she desperately coveted the role of Catwoman and was a completely nervous wreck after her audition. The first time her agent phoned after the screen test. He said that he had good news and asked if Hathaway was sitting down. Hathaway immediately screamed, I'm Catwoman, running around the room in a frenzy. Unfortunately, her agent had to calm Hathaway down. He had called her to let her know that she had been invited to host the Academy Awards. (laughs) Hathaway says she was so, so shocked she went numb at the offer. Fortunately, shortly thereafter, her agent phoned her again to let her know that she had been offered the part as Catwoman as well. So did she get the role after the Oscars or before the Oscars? Did it say? Probably before, like it said, like it was like the next phone call was. Well, that. that's why she was so excited at the Oscars. But she also, it's like so sad because the ask Oscars that she, the Oscars, the Oscars that she hosted was like fucking terrible. Well, that wasn't her fault. That was James Franco's fault. But she didn't like. save it. No, she didn't. <laughs> she tried her hardest. But she—that's what I'm saying. She was she was trying too hard. 
But maybe because she was excited, she's Catwoman, no one knows. And then James Franco's like, silent. But it's still like, it's like karma, where it's like, I was excited because I thought I was Catwoman, but it was the Oscars, and she did so bad at the Oscars. <laughs> She'll never probably host an award show again. Hell no. <laughs> Jimmy number two. Okay. Killian Murphy holds the record for the most frequently appearing Batman villain after playing Dr. Jonathan Crane, a.k.a. Scarecrow, in all three movies in the Dark Knight trilogy. Love this. I know I noticed that. The one I was, I read that one too. That I had a little, he had a little cameo here. I always forget he's in the beginning of the second one too. That's where I'm like, is he in all three? And then I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. He's he's in in the the shortest in the second one. I think. Yeah. He has like, well, he wasn't supposed to be in the third one. Oh, he wasn't? No. So the part that he played, spoiler alert. So the part that he plays in the third one, which it's like spoiler alert for a movie that's 11 years old, (laughs) but spoiler alert. Um, the part where he plays, he's supposed to be the judge. That was supposed to be Heath Ledger's The Joker. But because of his untimely passing, they asked Killian Murphy to take over for him. I did read that like Christopher Nolan thought about bringing him back with like deleted scenes and uh, yeah, VFX. And so said, that no, no, scene no. was supposed to be that was supposed to be the Joker. That would have been interesting. It would have been very. It would have made sense. But the problem is, is that because of the unfortunate incident that did occur, Killian Murphy stepped in. But you know what? If it was the Joker, I would have been like, why is he not? Trying like, to take over. He would have been at a much, yeah. Well, I can kind of see that he, too. What if he was like, it's cold out. I don't want to go out on that know. ice. I, 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 I don't. It's slippery. I think it's better that they, they got the have ice Scarecrow. Skates. I think it's better they got Scarecrow. I mean, it would have been cool to see the Joker in that role, but like the Scarecrow, wasn't he kind of like the judge in the first, like he was being a judge in the first one sort of? I think he slipped into the role very easily yeah. because he did so well, but I could see the Joker easily doing oh, that. Oh, 100%. I wasn't sure where he was thinking of putting him i never read that bit of information so jimmy number three okay so i actually caught this in the movie okay but around 27 minutes when officer blake talks about giant alligators being in the sewer line yes this may be an intentional nod towards killer croc who bane out wrestled to become the head of gotham's gangland i remember that motherfucker i heard it i remember they were talking about when they're in the yeah. underground they're like oh, i was like a giant alligator or something yeah they were like well it's another giant alligator and i was like whoa that's killer croc <laughs> is okay. that it oh you have more i have two more oh okay anne hathaway natalie portman kira knightley kate mara Gemma arterton jessica beale blake lively lady gaga and charlotte riley tom hardy's fiance at the time auditioned for the role of selena kyle after the initial audition process Hathaway, Beale, and Mara were all screen tested. So that was your final ha- three. Hathaway? Hathaway, Beale, and this Mara. Be, um, Rooney Mara? Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Interesting. I'm or, happy the, it wasn't Gemma Arden, and I'm not the biggest Gemma Arden fan. Who was the second person? You, like, right? Can you read the beginning ones again? Natalie Portman. That's what I was thinking. I was like, she... Mm. No. She, is too, she, took, she looks too much like... um. She is too much of a girl next door vibe. For it to work out. True, true. I, th- I mean, Anne Hathaway. I think Kira Knightley could have gotten it. That's what I was thinking. Done. She could have done it too. Anne Hathaway at the time definitely had the girl next door vibe. But the thing is, she has such that versatility. I've yet to see Natalie Portman in a, ty- in a type of bombshell type of role. True. Where it's her being overtly sexy. I think Anne Hathaway. I'm glad I didn't go to anyone else besides Anne Hathaway. Because up until the new Batman, she was my favorite Catwoman. So. But now. Um, what's her name? She's still my favorite Catwoman. What's her name? But Zoe Kravitz is Zoe Kravitz. A, Zoe Kravitz is a close second for me. Zoe Kravitz Actually, is no, so just kidding. Just, just kidding. 
Zoe Kravitz, Michelle unfortunately, Pfeiffer. is third. Michelle Pfeiffer is number one for me. I I, I wasn't good. I was like, didn't Kelly say she really liked Michelle I'm Pfeiffer? I'm But well, that's what I'm saying. I just let it slide. Michelle Pfeiffer is my number one, actually. So it's Michelle Pfeiffer honest. and Hathaway. And Zoe and, uh, Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz just blew me away. I like the way she portrayed it. But Jimmy, number five. Christian Bale had stated that he would not play Batman if Robin appeared anywhere in the trilogy. Christopher Nolan agreed not to include Robin. It was it would undermine the dark tone of his series. But at the end of the movie, Detective Blake's legal name is revealed to be Robin, and he quits the police force and is shown to enter the Batcave by following the instructions presumably left by Bruce Wayne in his will. Well, like Jake, Jake was his name. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph because Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his character is an amalgam amalgamation of two different Robins, Tim Blake and Dick Grayson. Grayson, so that's the that's where he comes in. But it's fine. I don't think Robin would have fit well into these movies, to be quite honest. He wouldn't have, but I like the way they did it in this one. I think it was a very like subtle way to like sneak. Him it was in. a good way to do it because I, me and Matt. We didn't watch the whole movie, but we briefly watched Batman Forever one of the other nights. And Matt was asking me about the Robin scene with his family in the circus. I'm like, no, that's like what happens. So me and Matt watched it. And I, you know, based on the whole circus thing and how it actually went down, because Batman Forever was pretty accurate. There's no way you could have done that organically in the Nolan universe. I think um, Nightwing, he would have had to not been Robin, but been one of yeah. like well, Nightwing, yeah. uh, Red Hood, like oh. one of those characters. In well, order for Nightwing, work. 100%. Red Hood, I don't think anyone would accept Red Hood based on the story of how Red Hood actually comes about with Jason Todd in the comics. But 100%, it has no place in the Nolan universe. There's no way you could turn that into a palpable robin story that people would be like this is cool that was the one thing that i think like the the known the known universe like was held back a little bit because they couldn't do certain people because it just wouldn't fit mm-hmm. and like what they did worked out well so i'm and I, I always wanted them to do more things but it just wouldn't have fit like different villains but and that's stuff like what that. works for the nolan movies and the fact that it does not fall fo- i mean it followed the comics this dark knight rises is based off no man's land mm-hmm. and uh it does take aspects of the comics but because it doesn't follow it so closely it's easier for people to just be like, okay, cool. Like, we'll take whatever it is that you write. Yeah. Anything else? No. That's no it. shotgun facts. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also be sure to find me on Instagram at Brucker Horror where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening and I hope that you get to enjoy the show and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. And we're back. 
Um, Dark Knight Rises number sixty nine. I have a question. A lot of the a lot of the reviews I've read, either people thought it was a wonderful conclusion to the trilogy, or they did not like it. Uh, the ending to the trilogy. Like one person said, Christopher Nolan's conclusion to his Dark Knight trilogy should be treated as a wrap up rather than a third installment. Despite many new characters being introduced, even their conflict and motives are derived from events that occurred in previous two films. Such such an approach can be seen as a weakness since the conflict could just end up being sort of a rematch rather than moving the story forward. However, Nolan approached the work terrifically. What do you think? Was it a good wrap-up or did they kind of put the first two movies combined and made like a third one? No, it wrapped it up, especially with the ending. I thought the ending was, was very good. Kelly? I think there was a good wrap-up. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think the problem is that The Dark Knight was a great movie and people are comparing it to that, but in the terms of a trilogy... It was a great third movie to wrap up the entire story. It came full circle for Bruce Wayne. I did enjoy, I think it was a good wrap up and I did enjoy the movie to an extent. I did feel like sort of sometimes it felt like, like it, it felt like sort of a combination. Like it felt like kind of some things were reused. Like Bane kind of felt like the Joker a little bit. I know he was different and there was different. Uh, he, there, I, I, I think, but they're two different villains. I mean, like Kelly said, this movie, when I was rewatching it this time, I'm like, this 100% was No Man's Land. But with the Joker, it was just havoc. He was creating havoc in Gotham. It was like, there was there was aspects. I don't mean the whole thing, but there's aspects that kind of reminded me of the Joker. Then I compare it to the Joker, and I'm like, well, the Joker is better. But, and then there was also like, they brought back, I feel like they brought back aspects of the first. I mean, I guess that's the whole trilogy, and it, I understand what they were trying to do. It just, to me, felt like they reused parts of it, which made me not as like interested in the story. Cause I'm like, I feel like I've, I felt like I've watched a version of this before. I think the biggest issue is that if you reuse the Joker, there is no end with the Joker with Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's why you can't use him as a final villain in the trilogy. So it's the same as in the comics and in the television series and the movies, the Joker cannot be the final villain for Batman. Why? Because of the nature of the Joker being an agent of chaos, it will never end and you'll never get a fully realized arc using him as a final villain. No, I agree. I just, yeah, just parts of it felt like I was like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. But But it's like, because he's such a good thing, it's hard for people to get past the fact that this is how the trilogy ends. And it's like, you just cannot have the Joker as your final villain. It just won't work no matter the fact that he is the greatest villain probably of all time in any and all superhero comics period it's just he the way he is you cannot end a whole entire story with and him. i think that's why he's a great villain because he can go on forever 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 yeah. so it's like there's never like he doesn't feel stale but um but that's the thing is that because we reach we treaded such waters with the joker that we reached heights that we didn't know superhero movies could actually reach mm-hmm. in terms of drama and darkness but the thing is, you can't go that dark anymore because there's no end to it. Exactly. So that's why like, I did enjoy the movie and I thought it was a good wrap up. The ending definitely was good. And they kind of tied it back throughout the movie and through other ones. But it's just like, for me, I was like, ah, I feel like we've been, yeah, we've been here before, but I can appreciate for what it is. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm not going to not agree with you. Um, But that was another thing. I read a lot of the reviews. People are like, it's no Joker. And I'm like, do you think they should have? Do you think they should have even made a third movie? Like, or they, people could never compare it. Like, it's always going to be compared. It's always going to be compared. So do you think the third movie should have even happened? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Because, like, I just, everyone was like, because there are no Joker. Off, the, the, the second one left it off on a bit of a cliffhanger. That is true. Well, at least with this one, you you see 
uh, there's an ending. Bruce Wayne with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Yeah. At the end. It Is that ends- supposed to be like an Inception kind of ending? Like you don't know if it's real or not? No, they said it's real. Okay. They 100% said it's, it's I thought it was real, but I, real. I was reading saying like, is it real? That's when why it, I was curious. When it first came out, I remember that was a big thing. People asking if it was real. But yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a perfectly fine ending because like Jimmy said, the way the second one ends, it ends on such a bleak note as well. That it's just kind of like you can't end a movie trilogy on that. No, I agree. Or I it's just, like the yeah. hero, the heroes becomes the villain for the greater good, and it's kind of like you can't end that. No, yeah, because I almost felt bad because reading the reviews, it was like everyone was like, "Yeah, but Tom Hardy's good, but he's no Joker. Like he's like the only re- the only part, the only thing that would make the Bane better is if Heath Ledger never played the Joker." So I'm just like, I understand it because you can't compare it, but it's like were they already at a um what's it called a were they already like an impasse an impasse even making it like they, were, they knew it already. i feel like every time they make a new batman thing that they say like you had jack nicholson you have um the guy who played it in the original season Cesar, Cesar Romano. yeah uh and now you have barry keoghan and um I can't. The kid from Gotham. Oh, Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan. Everyone's saying like, "Oh, that's the best. This is the best Joker. This is the best Joker." And and you even have a Luke Skywalker. What's his name? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill Hamill for the anime. Like that. Like that's that's the best Joker. That's the best Joker. So no matter what, you gotta have a you gotta have a fight over who the best Joker is. The same thing with the Batman. Because let's be honest. Because even in the new Batman with Robert Pattinson, I could even say that. I prefer actually the Riddler over Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, really? I will. I'm not gonna say I do, but they're almost even because his his Riddler, Paul Dano's Riddler in the Batman, was so amazing. There, I agree. So amazing. But the thing is, is that the Joker beats him because there's just an element to the Joker that you just will never be able to resolve. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it. Unless so you're watching good. Harley Quinn the animated series, then that's a different story. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like I, I mean, I, we kind of touched upon it. But did you, did you like Bane as the villain though? Did you like the version they brought him, um, or the version they made to pin the B in this one? I don't know if I like Tom Hardy as Bane per se. I, I thought that his, his almost like kill the rich storyline is very timely even now. I didn't pick that up until you know you pointed out to me like um, very insurrection uh, yes i was getting january 6 vibes throughout this the whole second half of the film but i mean now when i'm watching like bane all i can think about was the harley quinn bane and how stupid they make him look <laughs> and his voice and that's how it's, it sounds and i'm just like i'm like bane is the harley quinn show i think has killed bane for me they have to redo it also i didn't care for the fact that they didn't have like the the not the sludge, but the the like the, the top, venom. The venom. Well, I was actually they should have like included that a little bit, and they could. I was thinking about it because I was like, that's why I was like, if because his motives were very like, I know it's not the same as the Joker, but it was like he wants to burn Gotham and like kind of cause chaos to them rebuild it. But I was like, they could have included the venom as like a drug and like that like he was like spreading drugs around like batman had to pretty much like uh n- no no because that's too close to i think the original batman was it i can't i can't remember the the plot the joker, line right was now. That the, the fear gas and stuff was it in the cause the makeup mm-hmm. in the first one so yeah the joker's done that because they could have kept it grounded with like oh you mean the laughing gas and stuff like that yeah like the stuff they put in the makeup and the news anchors yeah to have their mouths all because i just jokered. like in my mind i was like you could have kept it grounded with like 
having like make comparing he it could to have like been, he could have been using it to get high himself like to to give him that energy you want to like kind of like how they did it in wonder woman um in the first wonder woman where the general kept breaking that um mm-hmm. the pill and sniffing it up so it gave him like extra strength you could have like made that. it almost like a sh- like the, it was like it was like, like uh, had a, nice a neon, drug epidemic neon green syringe and he could have just been injecting it. I think that they definitely, I understand why Christopher Nolan did it because he was trying to make it more grounded. But realistically, you are making a superhero movie and it wouldn't have been that far-fetched to use the Venom. But also doing a drug like epidemic is pretty grounded still. You can keep it grounded. I don't even think he even needed a drug epidemic though. No, I think he needed it just for Bane. Just, like, just, for, just Bane. for Bane. I mean, they said something with fine. the mask. Like it worked, like like when the mask broke. It's an the, anesthetic. Yeah, so I just, it just Bane is known for the 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 green venom. So you're saying instead of like you know, like how his mask was like those like things of air, like have it be the venom? You're saying? Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Well, no, I'm yeah. saying that's that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. I think that would have been perfectly fine. I had no problems with Bane being the villain. The voice was stupid as fuck, because it's like you definitely could have done a. So I don't even know why they went with this voice. So generally Bane is like a luchadora. So like he's a Hispanic and he has like a Brazilian accent and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he doesn't sound so fucking stupid. But now the Harley Quinn show, that's yeah, they the, base it off of the, the... The Harley Quinn show based off Tommy... Tom, Tom, Tom Tommy Hardy. <laughs> Tom, Tommy boy. Tom Hardy. So the Harley Quinn show, Bane is such a fucking joke that I actually was thinking of it the same way. But I will admit though that this time around watching it i did enjoy bane more as a villain it's just his voice is so fucking stupid i didn't hate the voice as much i feel like i remember hating it i was like it's like yeah whatever i feel like i got used to it because I've, I've seen it already because i was he in did, years he did get deep and menacing and mm-hmm. i was like why didn't you just keep it this way yeah. why does he have to do this weird thing and it's like he sounds like a fucking talk show host i will say though i wish i i think what also undercut bane for me was having like it be like revealed that like he's a, he's Taja, a uh, um Talia 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 Agul is just like it's her, it's her muscle and I was like well then what was the whole like point of the movie just for like a reveal I'm like I feel like that's not very I feel like Christopher Nolan could have done better like then like do like that kind of reveal because it's like it you, wasn't that well hidden you know what the thing is is that that's how Talia works like in every time you see her in an animated cartoon or even in a in a comic book she always pops up at the end to show that she's like the villain at the end okay so there's yeah. never any real type of clear indication i mean obviously there are stories there are but yeah in her most her biggest one there's never really any clear indication that she herself is the villain until the very fucking end she just like pops on and she's like hello beloved and mm-hmm. it's just like fuck it's talia this entire time and i also feel like they like because once that reveal came it was like bane was easily killed like so quickly and i'm like well, like because he, technic- looked, he he became like pathetic a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and so, I was like, what? What? But but if she was the real villain of the film, you don't need him. That's just showing like she's like, okay, I don't, I got what I needed from you. Like we're done. Like, but she's not the you. one that killed him though. It, I think Batman killed because they like she left him for them to the fight, and Batman killed him so much more easily. And I'm like, you literally had this whole thing where Batman, uh, Bane broke Batman's back, and I'm like, all of a sudden now he yeah, can kill Batman him. Batman went through training again. I mean, oh, let's talk about the pit. <laughs> Let's talk about this fucking pit. I will have to agree with Matt on this one. You go. Oh, you let you, you let you go. <laughs> I will agree with you. Though. Literally, the I love Christopher Nolan's like style, and like it was so exciting to see it. Like when he's in Gotham, it's like riveting. Like I can't stop watching. He broke his back. 
He got put in the pit where Though, he has I to heal. I have to say one thing about Gotham. The first movie... I know what you're going to say. I don't know what the Gotham was... Like actually, like the, they were like, you know, let's call that comic booky Gotham. Yes. And the second one, we're like, we're just going real. We're just using on location they in Chicago. Chicago. And then they're like, okay, we're gonna use New, New York. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't use New York because I, I live here. And I'm like, the only bridge you didn't blow up was the 59th Street Bridge, and that's the free bridge. I was okay, so I was <laughs> but gonna, I'm like, every other bridge is now blown up. So now that you need an island, so now you're gonna use Manhattan because you needed to blow up I, all the bridges. I. Was gonna bring this up after I. I'm like, I think I saw it in Manhattan, and I was like, oh, so th- I'm in Gotham now. I mean, at, now it's Gotham. Well, but. yeah. After the rent, after my rant about the pit, I was gonna bring this up. Literally watching, and I'm like, you know what, Chicago. Maybe it felt the same way for people in Chicago in the Dark Knight. I'm like, you don't recognize it as much. It's not it's not as distinct. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like you, that can pass for a very clean Gotham. Sure. This one, I'm like, one. It's like they they they, they literally have. They don't even like put like VFX on like the World Trade Center being built. I'm like, or the freedom, or whatever, the one the tower. tower. Yeah, yeah, you had, uh, you just see the Empire State. You see building. the Empire State, but you see, I think you see the Statue of Liberty. You see the Freedom Tower being like half built, and then like you have all the bridges, and I'm like, you're literally just like, you didn't dress it up at all with visual effects, and I'm like, I understand you don't want to do, you want to do everything in camera, but I'm like, you blew up a bridge, you didn't it's really blow up that not, bridge. It's clearly not Gotham. Yeah, and then they do the 59th Street Bridge, and I'm like. I drive that. I when I when I was working in the city, I drove over that bridge every single fucking day. I'm like, I know that bridge. And I'm like, you can't, like, I was like, at least go back to Chicago. Like, the f- Wall Street. I'm like, that's just Wall Street. Like, yeah, I'm like, this is just Wall Street. They didn't dress it up enough to make it look like Gotham. Like, I get it. It's supposed to be, like, a cleaner Gotham. But, I'm like, Chicago did it, and that was fine. And maybe people maybe who felt like that in Chicago. Maybe we don't know Chicago. That's what I'm saying. Maybe people who live in Chicago have that same feeling. I know Chicago has the river. Did they use the river in the Dark Knight at all? I don't even think so. No, because they kept it very, like, they didn't show, like, the huge landmarks. So they put Bruce, they put Wayne Towers on. The it only thing so where was the ferry? Where was the ferry in the Dark Knight when they were all on the ferries? Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah. I do remember like the opening shot. It is the skyline. And then it just zooms in on that black building with all the black windows. For which one? The Dark Knight. Yes. Uh, so I'm like, that was, that I feel like the only like establishing shot for that film that is in Chicago. Because they were, sm- I feel like they got a little lazy. Every three one. seconds they were like, here's New York. We're in New York, guys. <laughs> exactly. But then you can tell they went back to Chicago because I'm like, this doesn't look like New York. And I'm like, you can tell when they left New York. And I'm like, that just takes me out of it. Maybe that's why, like... Oh, when they like when they did the underground... When, they, the when, everyone, when everyone got stuck out underground. No, but when they have the tunnels um, with the bomb and the truck. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they had that in The Dark Knight. They had the the, yeah. the little tunnels under yeah. the roads. I think they got a little sloppy there. They like they could have, you know, made it look a little more... Like, put, like, some Easter eggs. Put a little more, like, oomph into it. Because the first and second one I thought were great. This one I was like, oh, okay, cool. Batman's in Manhattan. Well, the first one was more comic booky. It was like, what? This is what? This is like nothing like the Dark Knight. <laughs> it was more like special effects. They, they kind of dressed it in visual effects. But like, I was just like, cool. It's Batman take New York. Like that. That's the that's the fourth movie. But back to the pit. Once he broke his back, he gets put in this pit. Did anyone else feel like this movie felt the like the thir- the thirty minutes that it was in the pit? Felt like it was an hour. Yeah, two the, hours. This is the, long the pit was way too long. I literally could not. I watched it like five times. So I'm like, this pit. I'm like, I can't do it today. I was like, the pit's taking too long. And then once they get back out of the pit, great, great time. Very riveting. I'm like, I feel like Christopher Nolan does well in cityscapes. Put him in a pit. He doesn't have. I do think that he was trying to elongate it way too long, and it was like you're not showing Bruce do anything. He's like literally exactly. just screaming because they're trying to fix his back, and it's like. All of the dialogue that could have taken place, like, 
he broke his back. You should rise. It's like that could have taken place in a span of five the, minutes. The Dark Knight rised. Yeah, right. They could Dark have that, that could have been a very quick montage of him in the pit trying to escape because I'm like like, uh, like a shopping montage. Sure. 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 Yes. I agree with him. I oh, agree with I thought him. You meant, I thought you were trying to allude to something else in the movie. I was like, was there a shopping montage? In no, this but one? there's always a shopping montage. <laughs> like 365 in days. No, that's a makeover. That's montage. another makeover montage. But hey, they utilize hey, their time. Healing the back. That's a makeover. He's making himself over. But it was like lit. But like you said, it was like him just like they're fixing his back again. He's screaming. He's crying. And it's like, OK, this could have all been condensed very quickly. Yeah, and I feel like that's the, that that was a big problem with this movie. They made it almost three hours. And I'm like, you had a great start and a great end. But like the middle was so slow. And a lot of people said that. But weirdly, they disagree with us a lot of times. This one person said the movie takes off slowly. But then the race, the racy second half is just stunning. What do you mean racy? Like it goes. It's like it's that's like a, it, that's a poor choice of words. No, I know, but I know you know what they're talking about. It's like no. it, it just it just jumps and runs from that point. I get it to an extent, but that's someone who doesn't understand acts of a movie. There's three acts in this movie. But also, like, did you not watch the pit? I felt like I was in the pit. Maybe they enjoyed that part, but I was just like, who gives a fuck? That was so super boring. It could have been condensed, and the movie did not need to be three hours. I feel like that's why it was at this point. They're like, you made Dark Knight. We're not going to touch this film. You do what you want. You want to make it Batman Takes New York? Go for it. You want to put a pit for 40 minutes? Go for well, it. Well, that's what Warner Brothers let him do. And then Warner Brothers would just literally give him, like, carte blanche with his movies. Yeah, but now Universal's just throwing money at him. So we'll that see. Oppenheimer does look really good. But did you think so? Did you think that? Well, we already talked about this. Never mind. I'm not going to bring it up. I was going to say someone said the writing was really bad, but I, I didn't think so. I saw the pacing was really bad. And that needed to be fixed. I would, yeah, I was about to say I heartily disagree. The writing was very good. In was there opinion. a new editor for this one, or was that Wally guy the editor? No, Wally, Wally Pfizer did like all his movies. No, but then he went away. No, that was cinematography. He was the cinematographer. Then, can you look to see if the editor is different from like his usual movies or like Dark Knight? Because I'm like something fell off with this, or maybe it was just he was not checked. The <laughs> editor was Lee Smith. No, he did all his movies. And sorry, just, just me and Kelly are laughing because Kelly's just playing with stuff on the <laughs> little platform she's I recording have, on. I have this i have unholy stuck in my head right now and i'm trying to do something so i don't start singing no same editor and cinematographer hold on say it again same editor and cinematographer interesting okay then it was just they they went unchecked the last so is there is there any i have one more question for you before we move on to the other back half of the show is there anything you wanted to say do you have any reviews you saw i didn't really get a chance to look at those uh well you don't have to like look them right now but it takes me a minute. Just talk right. about something. Well, okay. Then did you did you notice the two little little scenes that people who are very big now had in the movie? Did you oh, understand that question? Oh, Juno, Juno, no. Okay, Juno, I, uh, Juno, Juno, Juno Temple. That's not who I'm talking about. To be fair, he's looking at me, and I'm still like kind of okay. out of it. There are two people who are who have very small roles who are very big now. Oh, oh, so, oh! I'm not asking you. You're looking for reviews. Can I have a scene? Wall, Wall Street. Street and the Pit. Oh, um. Uh, Chad, <laughs> Chad from Screen Queens. I Chad can't remember Radwell. his name. Uh, Chad Bradwell. What's his actual name? Um, Colin, uh, Colin, no. not Colin, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Yes, that's the Wall Street scene. And the, there's a there is a. I young, did bring up Glenn Powell to you though. I didn't. I know we did talk about it because yeah, I brought up to him and I was like, "Did you realize Glenn Powell was in it?" He's like, "Where?" I was like, "He got his like shoe shine and then died." Yeah. Like I, he was like, "That's him." I was like, "That's how long ago this movie was." The, he's now like a huge star now. Uh, okay, give me the other scene. The pit. Yes. A flashback, like oh with, Joey King. Yes, I was like, and then that's because I was like, are they making Joey King be Bane? 
Because that was before I like realized. See, I always knew uh, that I'm like that. That's a girl. So I'm like, that's I not was confused Bane. about it too. Well, they're very sloppy in this movie in some aspects. So I'm but like, I was maybe also they just ha- like, holy fuck, Joey King's such a fucking baby. <laughs> yeah, she was really young. And I was like, this is gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, those are the people I was like, I love seeing movies like when you rewatch them, like, wow, there's a lot of like next. Like next, when we saw Samara weaving in three billboards. Yeah. And next week's movie, there's a lot of people I'm like, wait, they're in that? They're in that? They're in that? I was like, oh. Jimmy, sorry. Did you have a real? Uh, yeah. Okay. Go for it. Um, like I couldn't find a fun one. Half a star was um, uh, not enough. Anne, <laughs> I think it's an ass. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, another half star review is reminds me of this one classmate who is positively obsessed with Batman. Wonder what they're up to nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many stars is that? Half a star. Oh, <laughs> here. Have a star. Absolute trash. If you are from Chicago, it's almost too obvious they changed the location. It's like a bowl of poop you have to eat because your mom said finish your meal. We're seen. They're, they noticed that the locations are just fucking all over the place. <laughs> um, Bane is so funny, but why did they whitewash him? <laughs> Actually, why did they whitewash everyone in Raja Ghoul's so white? Mind you, that that's a recurring problem in ADC media for him and Talia. Also, why did they do Selena so dirty? What was up with this movie? I thought Selena was great in this movie. I, okay, I, I'll give you everything, but besides Selena. Like, I was like, she's great in this movie. <laughs> this is the best one, and it's just bad. Bad? bad. I don't know. I don't, th- I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't think it was bad. Now, this when you were talking about, like, all the different people, did you think there was too much in the story? And, like, there was too many character arts? Because they had Alfred going through his. They had, like, every... I feel like Batman got pulled back a little bit. To be quite honest, I think they actually did everyone individually very well. Uh-huh. I don't think there was too much, um, maybe a little too much Bruce in the pit, but there really wasn't a story arc, to be honest. I mean, it was a little bit. It was being him recognizing like it's it's fear that's holding you back, mm-hmm. not giving you strength, because his whole thing beforehand was that fear gives him strength, but it's actually holding him back from what he could possibly do and moving on with his life. But I think with the characters that we were given that their character arcs were fully realized, except maybe Jim Gordon's. I don't really know where they were going. They with did him. the classic. I feel like they didn't know what to do with them. So they put him in the hospital for most of the time. Yes. But honestly, Cause, like, cause um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, I feel like took the spot he usually has. Yeah. He went from loyal, like loyal police dude to just being like, no, more needs to be done. Like it's not, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Bruce went from, a recluse to being like, I can't have a life. Selena went from, I'm a criminal, but there's more to life than this. Mm -hmm. And Alfred went from kind of like, just being like, I only live for you Mm -hmm. to, I have my own life as well. And just being like watching a child finally grow up. But do you think that, um, now I'm not like saying it is or isn't. Do you think that's, there was too many stories or like that? It all worked. I think it worked together to be honest. Jimmy. I think it worked well, and I think putting Batman in the uh, backseat worked well because technically he was gone for eight years, so you kind of had to see what happened during those eight years, and there were people, you know, who had other, you know, lives during that eight years. I I agree. I did think maybe maybe it's because it it has to go back to the runtime. I feel like if they would have kind of, like, trimmed him not really doing anything and being a recluse, I feel like it would have... I feel like the flow was just off, and I feel like there was they would go like really good, really high, and then like really low. Like, it took a little too long for him to come back. Exactly, and then the whole pit. And I'm like, well, this is just endless. Like, I think like a pit. Well, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't 
all ready to go. Like he was, he thought he could just jump right back. But they into went it. really slow with him getting jumped back into it. Like, come on. Um. So then, my final question I have is: How would you rate the trilogy? One of the best of, comic book trilogies of all time. No, like, how would you rate the three? Out movies? of what? Like, the three movies. Like, no, where would but you like, rank them? No, but like, out of like ten, or what do you no, mean? He won, no, he like, So it's gonna be Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins. Kelly. Mm, for me, it's Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. I think I would do Dark Knight. Like, it's so fucking good. And then Batman Begins and and Dark Knight Rises are not that. I don't love them as much, but I would do Batman. Be, it would be Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. To and be I, honest, I like Batman Begins better because I prefer Katie Holmes in the role of Rachel over Maggie Gyllenhaal. What a swing and a miss for her. What did she do? Money, bad money, my, bad money. She could have had. Tom Cruise. Rachel Dawson. Well, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise told her no. Yeah, that, that's what did that, is that when they get divorced? She was like, "You made me lose all this money." I just enjoy really good origin story movies, so that's what it is for me. It's a shorter runtime, and I just love the first one. It's actually funny you say that because I thought I thought like there was Batman Begins origin story fine. You always have to have an origin story. I think th- I feel like this one tried to do like like a repeat of an, like an origin story for him to come back. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of feel like did you feel it that way too? Um. Not really, because I felt like he was in such a different phase of his life. It was him coming back, but it was him overcoming his fear. The first movie was about him embracing his fear and using that. And then this one was overcoming his fear, realizing that it was a handicap on him versus a strength for him. Because I remember reading, like, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I also read like that each one had like a, a theme. It was like the first one was, what was it, what I have here? The first one was pain. The second one was fear and this one was oh no sorry the first one should be fear the first one they had it all backwards the first one was fear the second one was chaos and this one was pain and i think having an individual i still felt like there was sort of an origin story to this one but having each one be something different does make each one stand out in its own way Mm -hmm. but it's time for win (laughs) jimmy's hosting duties come back to play once again kelly were you blue yes here's your buzzer Bring it. I get to play, so I'm red. Jimmy's going to ask us three questions, multiple choice. When he says go, the first one to answer gets the point. Whoever loses gets a delicious kinky green. I refilled everyone. I'm not sure. Restocked. I'm not sure if that's a good thing for me to do right <laughs> There's now. new flavors to be incorporated when we get to that point. Oh, Jimmy, okay. go. Okay. So, I, so, which actress plays the young Talia Al Ghul? <laughs> you had to talk about this before. <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz. Joey King or Lucy Hale? Go. Kelly. Joey King. Yes. Don't favor her because she's drunk and she's going to have alcohol. No, I definitely <laughs> no, I hit it first. I'm joking. Okay. What was the name of the Gotham football team? The Gotham Rogues, the Gotham Warriors, or the Gotham Pirates? Go. Matt. B. No. What was B? Warriors. Kelly. The Rogues. Yes. Damn. I thought it was the 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 knights. No, don't know. Why. No, because so, got them. So knights. I was waiting for knights. And I'm like, wasn't that cool? Hey, so how many years take Probably place in between the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises? Twelve, four, or eight? Go, Kelly. Eight. Yes. Damn it. Sweep. The delicious kinky green, attempting fusion of crisp green apple and pear. Kinky, if you're listening, please sponsor us. Thank the holy Lord that I don't have to do this one. <laughs> I just sobering. Yeah, I was gonna say you're 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 drunk enough. I know. I'm sobering up though. Go 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 go
You got to do it in one. Go, go, go. Ooh, that's good. We I know, right? I haven't had that one. I haven't had this I one. I had that one. There's almost like a it, maple flavor in the back there. That's it just tastes like green syrup. apple to me. Go, go, go. So it's it's actually just like apple-infused maple syrup? Yeah, you didn't know that? That's why it's taking so long to get out of that <laughs> cup. Actually, these are thick to get out of the, the glass. Or the really? Theater. Because like this is coming from the kid who yelled at me and Jimmy every time. Like, He's like I why said, why can't you take it? I like now enjoying in the games because I can. It's, I get the real life experiences now. <laughs> I get the, the 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 problems and all that. Okay, Jimmy, thank you for the hosting abilities this week. I appreciate it. Hosting um, abilities. <laughs> thank hosting you. Ability. Thank you for speaking. I thank you. <laughs> I I worked hard when I was writing these questions. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I better be like because no. I was like googling. I'm like. Popular female actresses that are young from 2012. That sounds creepy. Why were you doing that? Because <laughs> like I, ha- I was like Joey King, Chloe Grace Moretz. Always they always like. Who was the they fourth one you like, had? The third one you had? Lucy Hale. Because I couldn't think of anyone else. So random. Chloe Grace Moretz was a good one. But I, I could was, see was like Lucy one. Hale randomly being in a movie like this when but she was she younger. So much older than that. But she's, oh. she was doing Pretty Little Liars by this point, so she was in her twenties. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I was like, she's so much older than the. Book. It's like young, young pretty grown adult <laughs> there was like no other small actresses from that age so did you type in small actresses is that why lucy <laughs> haley came up because she's just short i don't know i remember go- i definitely did like, she just said like selena gomez i literally Googled, yeah you should have said selena gomez no i literally Googled, no because they no, were ramona and Beezus together now, now i'm imagining selena gomez bald <laughs> But I literally was like uh, uh, Joey King lookalikes from 2000. Doug Cameron. Yeah, you should have Doug Cameron. Your, ser- your search history must be interesting. Anyway, we're moving we on. definitely flagged you on a website. <laughs> we're moving on from Jimmy's <laughs> indiscretions. Uh, MVP, LVP, most valuable player, least valuable, pl- least valuable player. Jimmy, what is your MVP? My MVP. Oof. 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 Well, that is a hard one, actually. I think. I have one. I'm going to put i'll go classic i'll just go like a normal answer go i <laughs> What's a normal think answer? i'm gonna put the score oh, so good kelly uh mvp is for me is just gonna be selena kyle and hathaway because i really did actually want more of her and i felt like she really she drew me in with every scene that she was in like okay, i'm gonna let my, my when i said normal i meant like the answer probably a lot of people will give i'm gonna give Anne hathaway as catwoman i was gonna give Anne hathaway but i said the score like the scene um you that's just, fair enough i agree all with this, you. like whenever he's like they're fighting when they were doing that chase and the yeah. cops were shooting at him i mean it's score. Hans zimmer so but also i was gonna say if i didn't want to do like the same thing as everyone i was gonna be like just like the way the filmmaking of it just like how it real it felt how in ca- all in camera it was just the score. It's just the filmmaking in general. Well, the score's not in camera. They don't have well, Hans no. Zimmer in the corner with just his the little... Just the cinematography. Just the filmmaking in general. You don't know. He could have been on a piano with a giant bass while they're fighting. Piano. Boom, boom, boom. He like, uses piano. This is, I think, all electronic. The technical piano. Like the technology piano. Oh, so... Like a keyboard? Computer. That just, that just, computer. Yeah, but you put a piano in front of it. And press so he's got to reach over... <laughs> yeah. So instead of a keyboard, it's a piano. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, Jimmy. Learn, learn the ways of the movies. Come on. Um, LVP Jimmy, your least valuable player. Uh, the script, Kelly, the pit. Oh, oh, such great answers. Um, I'll do the, uh, the, the run. I thought you said you liked the script, but the script has its issues. I enjoy oh. it, but it has its. Issues. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll do the runtime to do something different, but that fucking pit <laughs> or how they use New York as God. You could also say Tom Hardy's voice. I don't. I don't hate it as much as you do. So that's I don't. I don't he really hate it that much. He doesn't no. see. He hates it the most. Yeah, 
Jimmy but hates it the now most. It's, now he's the best part of Harley Quinn. Tom Hardy has a thing with the accents and making it seem hard to understand. Oh, them. like when he did the movie about the twins. The Rev- oh, my God. No, the twins. I was thinking The Revenant. I needed subtitles for that movie. The Revenant was okay. See, I understand Oh, wait, it's the Western South. one. The Western one he did with Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. Oh, uh, oh Lawless. Lawless. Because I remember when I went to go see that and then you went to go see it and you were like, what the fuck was Tom Hardy saying? No, The Revenant I was able to understand because I, I understand Southern. The no, tw- I did too. The but Twins one was really hard. Le- Legends, I think. Yeah, Legends that was one, really hard. Because he had like this cockney accent. And then he also had um, prosthetics in his mouth. And it's, he's playing two characters. So I had to focus on two in people. Warrior? Or no. Legends? Legends. Legends. I'm like the, re- I was like the boxing movie. He's playing two different people, but. I'm getting all no. his movies. Is he play, he's playing the gangsters because I yes. But the to be fair, also Jimmy has really hard time with Cockney accents in general. Accents. He has Scottish no, accents. I need. I he need, has no fucking I idea. Watched, I haven't watched uh, Banshees of Inisherin, oh my, but need, I'm gonna need subtitles. I had to I put know. subtitles on. I had no idea because I, Irish I had to put accents. Subti- I had to put subtitles on too. Now Tar, no subtitles. It just flows over. Okay, you. stop trying to throw Tar into conversations. Ah! We're we're steering. Overboard on this conversation. We're going to end it. Jimmy, give your clues to the next movie. We didn't read it. We're going all over the place. So I'm trying to hone it back in. So I was trying to go back. Okay. Rating. Are you ready for ratings? Ding. I will give this movie a... I'll give it an eight. Kelly? I was going to give it an eight and a half. I was going to give it an eight. It's 8.2. 8.2 out of 10. What's the actual score? The actual score. We're actually pretty close. If I can, if I think I remember it correctly, 8.4. We're two below. No, no. I, I think that, that that's a button. That's a button. No, play. it's not. We're not actually. No, until we hit the number. What is it? 8.4, 8.2. Oh, we're, we're off. So we're close. so close, but no cigar. It's oh. you two's. You two's. Because True. you didn't True. rate. Um, okay. So we're going to steer this. We're going to steer this boat to the finish line. Cause a we're, boat. Because we're racing boats. I'm not on a cars. boat, bitch. Um, Jimmy, three clues. Okay. Number one, it stars someone from House. Number two, they like to stand on desks in this movie. Please say what. And say number the, three is. Yeah, that was going to be the next one. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Calm Thank yourself you. down. That's your best clue. That was going to be the last one. Those are one. all pretty good clues. No, I'm saying that, the, oh, Captain, my Captain, well, I was hoping for. Not that was going like, to be the last one. I thought you were going to be like. If he did it right away, that would have been too much, man. Yeah, you can't go, oh, Captain, my Captain, right away. What happens if someone was listening? You hear the first clue, turn it off. Oh, they're going to be like, wait, what movie is this guy from House in? And which guy? Is it Hugh Laurie? Is it Lisa Edelstein? Those are the only two ones I can remember from that show. Cal Penn. That's older house. Oh, so it's okay. So then you have to this be clarified. Like OG house. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Jennifer really, Morrison. Okay. We're really. Oh, I forgot she was on that. Okay. We're we're really going everywhere. Oh yeah, she was on that, she and was, I barely. Watched I remember Olivia Wilde was on that. Yes. Okay. We had a lot of people on it. We are going so far left today, <laughs> Kelly. You're drunk, and we're just everyone's <laughs> going left today. To be fair, I didn't start this conversation. Hundred percent. I'm just. I it. have done very well during this entire podcast. I think tonight, as someone who is mid. Sobering up. <laughs> I will say though, if there is, if we were recording like with video, I don't know if I can say. I feel like you went like opened your mouth and just felt your face every once in a while. Yeah, probably. So I feel like audio like my, wise, my, you did great. My face feels kind of numb. <laughs> so anyway, stay tuned for next week for those three clues. Hopefully, you know what it is, so you can watch it or listen to it with us because we're all gonna listen to it and together. My socks feel really soft. <laughs> and on that note, we will see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think, so leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media, at Pop Poor Review. 
Click around www.poppoorview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.